to that, I want to get out of the way the greatest binge watch show of all time. We can do it on three. You ready? Yeah. All right. One, two, three. Friends. Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of course. Brunch. Brunch. Happy Friday, Peter. Yeah. Is it Friday yet or is it Thursday night? This is, is how early it is. This is a an early morning taping of brunch on a Friday morning. And the time starts with a seven right now. If you guys are wondering like kind of what, what galaxy we're in. Yeah, it's uh I'm a little worried that the show is gonna devolve into Sunday skate, to be honest. Right. It's so well, Sunday skate would be over by now if it was I <laughs> yeah, it starts right. with a seven yeah. right now. Sunday skate is from one thirty AM to about three twenty ish AM. <laughs> Depending on how people how EEI wants to do that particular <laughs> early Sunday morning, I but, don't want to jerk us around that week, right? Uh, but yeah, I'm at the end of a long week, uh, trade deadline, all that stuff, uh, and uh, last night also unexpectedly the new Kendrick Lamar came out. Yes, have you slept and at I've all? <laughs> listened to it three times. Jesus. And also after I finished up with my work last night, I stopped by the Rara Riot show. So shouts out to them because they are super kick ass and everyone should check out their record. Um, yeah, but we're doing this early on a Friday morning because we're never not going to do it. Committed as hell. This is now two weeks in a row that we've kind of pushed the limits because the reason we're doing it this early is because we couldn't find times that worked, which never happens because we're losers. Both, we're both babies yeah. <laughs> with nothing to, to do. Um, you had the idea for this week, which is a good one. And I'm realizing now it's almost a continuation of last week's uh, kind of... No, two weeks ago. Two, I'm sorry. What, Lena uh, Waithe? Yeah, okay. which is uh, Netflix-related stuff in Netflix original programming. Uh, today, House of Cards Season 4 comes out. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Are you actually excited for it? I am, but I'm, I have measured excitement because uh, season three was so trash. And I, I, whenever people don't like something, you can probably tell this from whenever I uh, am on with Felger. Whenever someone says something's really, really bad, I always try to point out why it's not that bad. Because I think that people got carried away with saying something AKA bad. Brett Conley. Right. Like, so something like that. Everyone was like, season three, House of Cards, this sucks. And I hadn't started it yet. And when I finally started, I was like, it's not that bad. Everyone's just overreacting. And then at the end, I was like, what the fuck was that? That yeah. was so bad. Well, that's the thing. It's like, season three wasn't that bad when you are actually watching it. But when it wraps up, you're like, Nothing, well, nothing fucking, happened. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, you need some crazy shit to happen. Yeah. And nothing, they broke up. Yeah. It's oh, just I, like, they'll be fucking again by, like, season four. Yeah. It's, it was just, like, a big, I felt or like it was a placeholder season. Or not a placeholder season, but, like, a, uh, a bridge season. Yeah. But, like, it's nobody like wants to walking, watch. Yeah. Especially when you're binge watching something, you don't want to binge watch something and have nothing happen. And the worst is when you're binge watching and realize that it's a bridge episode. Because it's a million miles an hour. Like I feel like the original binge watching show was twenty four because you would get the DVDs and you would rifle through a season in like twenty five hours. <laughs> and there were never really bridge episodes on that show, but you get into the habit of when you're binge watching something for it to just be pedal to the metal, balls to the wall the entire time. And when something like that slows you down, like Mad Men was a very hard show to binge watch because it could go so fucking slow. Like that show was did not work for binge watching. Everyone binge watches House of Cards, but I would argue a lot of the time it's a fucking horrible show to binge watch, even though I, it's a good show. Well, that's going to be like a point of discussion on this podcast: is what shows are good for binge watching Ooh. and what shows aren't, and like in that sense, what shows should be on Netflix or would benefit from being on Netflix as opposed to regular TV. Which I think will well, be to, a good discussion. To that, I want to get out of the way the greatest binge watch show of all time. We can do it on three. You ready? Yeah. All right. One, two, three. Friends. Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of course. Uh, well, Breaking there, Bad. That's is, the open right you there. Think, you think Breaking Bad is the best binge watch show of all time? Oh yeah. I like. Really? I neglected Family when I was binge watching Breaking Bad. See, I think when it comes to like a. Uh, uh, a great binge watch show. I I wouldn't put like an hour long 
show into that category. I think like if your show is an hour long, you are automatically disqualified for best binge watch show. Oh, see, I disagree. I feel like most shows that I've been wa- binge watched are an hour long. And also, I didn't consider Breaking Bad. Like, th- this is the first time I've learned that Breaking Bad is an hour-long show because when I watched it, uh, it, it all was just meshed together. Yeah, <laughs> I was, I was like a, it was three-day show. Yeah, and like in three days, I watched five seasons or whatever. Um, but yeah, but, I would but, say, but Breaking Bad is just a good show. That's why. But I'm like, saying, like the the breakneck pace of it was because that show zipped. It was really were, slow at some points. Like yeah. in the middle. Yeah, it, it it was, but I just feel like there was so much anticipation and build up to what was going to happen that at least maybe subconsciously you're thinking that every episode, like the next one is going to be the one where he gets found out. So I, I never finished a Breaking Bad episode and was like, okay, time <laughs> to go have lunch or like go to bed or something um, because I would just eat lunch while watching Breaking Bad and I would watch Breaking Bad until I fell asleep. So, yeah, I would I would Friends is a good Friends is a good binge-watching show for uh I just I said I said Friends Netflix and chill purposes. Yeah, I said Friends because you said that we would get it on the, on the same count. So, ah, I was like So you were doing the like newlywed like, game thing of like yeah. not what do I think but what yeah. does, what might the other person say? Oh, that was very considerate. I was, I was like what show do we always talk about that would make us pick the same one on three so that was pretty good uh well what needs to happen in season in season four of house of cards like something does it do something needs to happen is it risking losing you basically yeah pretty much yeah so there's going to be a season five correct they've already announced that i mean i would assume so yeah yeah that's the thing about these netflix shows it's like there's so much excitement and so much hype whenever they come come out yeah because like people have been waiting for them for so long like there and the thing about binge watching is like if a show sucks you kind of fall off on it like at throughout like the course of a season yeah, like if, yeah. It, if the show's not just, good in the middle of a season you're just like ah i'm not going to watch yeah. it and you just let it fall away but like binge watching you're watching it all at once yeah. so like I, kind of, I feel more pot committed when i'm watching something on netflix that it's all there for me yeah. versus that's a really good point because walking dead I've dropped off before, and then eventually I come back, come back once it's all available, once I can binge watch it, and that's the only way I get caught up. Side note, shout out to Walking Dead for sucking so far. We'll talk it about this. Blown. Uh, oh, man, I hate it. We'll talk about it later. I know that, we'll save it. <laughs> I know that uh, that Nugans is coming up or whatever. <laughs> Nugans. <laughs> that's what we used to say. Um, that's what we used to say when we'd play Madden. When you, If you would, like, sidestep somebody. Nugans? You'd be like, oh, Nugans. <laughs> uh, if, if House of Cards was a regular show on TV, it might have lost me. Probably not. But, like, this year, if it's not good from the get-go, I would probably just let it go. Yeah. But... I mean, I'm going to watch it all because it's all right there and I want to see what happens. And so, uh, like, that's the advantage of being on Netflix. It's hard to lose people and, like, people are always interested. So it seems like these Netflix shows never get canceled. I can't, I don't even know if a Netflix show has been canceled yet. That would be amazing if, like, half, like, after six and a half hours of it being up, they pull it down. <laughs> like, now, that's fuck the equivalent this. of Nev canceling a Netflix show. Like, all right, you've probably seen three episodes by now and we're just going to take it away from you. No, no. You know, Netflix should get all of the canceled shows that had cult followings. Uh, not like not Freaks and Geeks because that was so widely loved. But I'm talking. Uh, did you ever see my big fat obnoxious boss? I haven't. No. It was the height of uh, those like boss related reality shows and like The Apprentice and stuff. Yeah. And uh, it came out in 2004 because during the 2004 uh, MLB playoffs, they just hyped the shit out of it that they had this show coming called My Big Fat Obnoxious Boss. And it was the worst and greatest thing ever. Like, everyone decided, like, oh, how funny would it be if we watched this show? And then they kind of fell in love with it. It seems like the MLB playoffs is the hotbed for promoting awful right. shows it's like we got a shitty thing that has no other chance of getting watched without this promotion we're gonna Let's run this we're gonna run a commercial every half inning yeah i forget what it was last year or the year before but it was like some stupid futuristic cop show yeah that was like canceled after two episodes Jeez. uh you mentioned um 
wanting to jump off of shows that are on Netflix and not doing it. Uh, I'll quickly make the point that uh, Love, which is a show that we will soon discuss, uh, I felt that way, but I stuck it through, and I'm glad that I watched the whole thing. But quickly, we should uh, touch on the shows that we haven't seen, because people are going to say that, oh, you forgot, like, fucking... You forgot with Bob and David. Like, I've seen two episodes, and it's good. I know it is. I just haven't watched the whole thing. We haven't fucking... See, you, have, you, have you seen Jessica Jones? Nope. Okay, no Jessica Jones. <laughs> and I love... There, well, like... I love Kristen To Ritter. Netflix's credit, there's a, probably a lot more shows than you realize. Yeah. Like, a lot more original programming than you realize. Um, like, it used to seem like like House of Cards and Orange is the New Black and... Like one other show where the only original programming that they well, had. When first, when you first suggested we do this one, I was like, oh, okay, let's run through like the three or four. And you're like, oh, don't forget F is for Family. And I was like, oh, right, five. Ah, oh, season four of Arrested Development, six. <laughs> and then you you go through Wikipedia, and there are a lot. Um, there are. So is there any certain one we should get to? Um, I will say that I well, we're talking about ones that we haven't seen. I oh right, I didn't finish Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh I, my, I, it wasn't my jam. I was going to say if we could start with one, I would yeah. say Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt because it was the fucking best. I I watched like four or five episodes. Like it was I I, wasn't tweet you. Sent. It wasn't bad, but I wasn't into it. You sent a tweet of uh, what was it like a person hiding behind a sign and the oh, sign yeah, it was said like, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt yeah, isn't that good? Yeah. Oh, what's wrong with you? I just I wasn't my wasn't my jam. I Which actually, is weird, because I'm usually into goofy comedies like that. But. Right. Uh, I got a text from the homie at 4.51 this morning, <laughs> and it was always good. a link to, uh, it was you up. <laughs> it was a link to a Chicago Tribune story saying that uh, Titus Burgess, Burgess? Burgess, yeah. Uh, Burgess uh, is releasing his own Pinot Noir. I actually saw that on my Facebook feed before we started the show. Oh, wow, yeah. This is big news. And it's called uh, what, It's called Pinot by Titus because nice. I guess they can't call it Pinot Noir spelled <laughs> P-E-E-E-N-O. Uh, yeah, I loved Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I thought it was perfect. I thought it was like, uh, it's like 30 Rock. It's, it's its own little world, and you have to adjust to it. And if you like, a lot of people didn't like Thirty Rock. There are like fucking animals out there who didn't think Thirty <laughs> Rock was a great show. And I think it's because they couldn't get into its little world. Yeah, I think that's that's a thing that you have to do. You kind of have to let it suck you in. And I like yeah. wasn't in that position when well, I was watching it. The first episode, I wasn't totally aware of that yet, and I was like, oh, this is really campy. And then yeah. once I, I was like, oh, this is just Tina. I guess stuff. I guess you could say like the same thing about like Parks and Rec. Like you have to yeah. kind of get into the Parks and Rec world right. to, to appreciate that show. There are a lot of great comedies like that that while they're kind of, or they're deceivingly not based in reality. So like because it's live action and because people kind of have normal names, you're like, oh, okay, so this could exist in this world. But like 30 Rock, for example, um, a lot of recurring things are just so off the deep end that it takes multiple watches to realize, like, okay, this is the weirdest fantasy nightmare show I've ever seen in my life. But yeah, I loved uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I thought that, uh, uh, God, we're going to have so many flubs this morning because of how <laughs> early it is. But uh, Ellie Kemper was was perfect for that. She's the blonde one? She's uh, the girl from The Office. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. No, Jane, uh, Jane Krasinski, Jane Krakowski. Uh, John Krasinski. <laughs> oh, fuck. This we're is going, be we're going full office right now. I know. Uh, Jane Krakowski uh, was awesome. I'm going to Google that name just to make sure I didn't say it wrong five times. You didn't watch... Uh, it is Jane Krakowski. Okay. Yes. You didn't watch Daredevil, did you? No. So many people like came their pants when Daredevil came out, really? and I think it was... And I think it was because of the fact that it was like a superhero show, first one to go to Netflix, and it was like an exciting thing. I watched like four or five episodes of it. That show was not good. Who was in it? Um, I don't know his name, but I, uh, the the guy from Boardwalk Empire. I don't know if you've watched Boardwalk Empire. Steve Buscemi. No, <laughs> that'd be yeah. Steve Buscemi is Daredevil. Hmm. Um, no, he was in it. Uh, the guy. Um, I don't know. I think he, one of the guys from the Mighty Ducks or something was in it. Really, I'm about yeah. to click on it. Did you um? 
Yeah, one of the Bash brothers from the Mighty Ducks, I'm pretty sure, was in it. Oh, snap. Or something. I don't know. But it wasn't that good. I'm, I think I'm going to check out Jessica Jones at some point just because I really like Kristen Ritter. But I don't need the whole Marvel thing. Marvel, whatever it is. Well, it's just like it's becoming obnoxious at this point. Yeah. Like if you look at the list of their releases and their plans for like the future. Yeah. They have something coming out like every six months. And it's just like nobody gives a shit about fucking Ant-Man. Well, people settle down. So I saw Ant-Man in theater. Did you? Why? Because people said it was good. And so I went with my cousin and my sister and I was like, you know what? This actually was good. Really? Yeah. It was... uh, I feel like, and people who are into comic books and stuff are going to listen to this and fucking cringe because they're like, these two fucking bozos who don't know shit yeah, about this. This is not the Nerdist podcast or something right, like that. Right, yeah. So relax. Fucking save it. Um, it seems that when they make these movies now, they're almost making them tongue-in-cheek, which I like. Like, they're half making these movies and half making fun of the fact that they're making these movies. So I can appreciate that. What's the one with uh, Ryan Reynolds that's out now? Deadpool. Deadpool. I haven't seen it, but I want to see it really badly. So not to quote my own Twitter, as I <laughs> want to do, but uh, I thought I had a great tweet. It had like it didn't get that many retweets. It didn't get that much. Shocking. Work. I don't even get retweets anymore. I used to get them. It's because everybody's unfollowed you. <laughs> so, no, seriously. Like when I was like like three four years ago wouldn't be unheard of for me to put something funny out there and then like uh, 80 retweets. Now I, I get like under 10 on everything. I'm not even funny Brutal. anymore. Yeah, like uh, no one likes me anymore. But um, I tweeted, uh, Deadpool was dope. I didn't see it. I just trust you guys. <laughs> because all anyone does is talk about like, oh, I like Deadpool so much. And I'm going back to like the Netflix thing. Like Twitter is a huge part of the Netflix experience because... If somebody's if somebody's binge like a binge watching a show like making a murderer yeah if, if a lot of people are into it and they they tweet about it other people are like eh, I'll go check this out yeah and you watch the whole thing right like, that's the only reason I watched making a murderer that's the only reason I was I watched not love, into it because a lot of people were like well love was better than you think so I watched it and I was like well those people were wrong <laughs> um, but yeah uh, so someone asked last week uh, have you watched Fuller House yet. I was like, no, I'm going to wait till everyone's tweeting about or- uh, House of Cards, and then I'm just going to start pummeling people with Fuller House takes. Are you really planning on watching Fuller House? I watched one episode. I watched it last night um, after all of the Rara Riot and all of the Kendrick Lamar. And I must say, Stephanie Tanner. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I haven't watched it, but I have seen the pictures. So they're I, all pretty good looking. I haven't seen I hadn't seen any of the pictures and uh aside from how horrible Bob Saget looks, which I haven't I feel seen like we still see Bob Saget once a month or something, so I shouldn't have been so taken aback by maybe it was cuz it was in that setting, but I was like, "Holy fuck, Bob Saget, you look terrible." Um what's his face still killing it? John Stamos. John Stamos. And like it, it was so it was so corny. Um but the, the first episode was everybody so um like dave coulier was there so they're not all in it like through the whole thing no the main characters are dj the girls Stephanie, right yeah. kimmy and then like the three of them raise a family <laughs> together. so it's just like the the same premise but yeah like how creepy is that that you know oh i came up with like 16 creepy takes just from watching one episode yeah it's well i mean like the whole premise of it is creepy it's like here's this single dad with two brothers and his oh, wife yeah. dies, and he has to raise like these children, and then the same fucking thing happens to his Twice. daughter. <laughs> well, it's well, look at the example that he set. I mean, who's gonna live in the basement there? It's got to be Kimmy. She's got she, so she's gonna be the Joey. But Stephanie, what is Stephanie? Useless. <laughs> she's hot. I'll. I will. That shit, first of all, Full House was not a good show to begin with. No, it wasn't. I realized that as I was watching last night, I was like, wait, what were the redeeming qualities about this? And they did so many callbacks to past things, like the cut it out, and um, like all the, like they sang forever. How rude. Yeah, they did how rude and all that, and I was like, oh, fuck, none of that's funny. <laughs> no, it's not. I, yeah, I don't know what, what the thing was. Uh, Steve was back, though. Who? Steve. Who's Steve? Uh, DJ's boyfriend. I didn't watch Full House enough to be like, oh, really? I know Steve. Steve was the voice of Aladdin. 
That means nothing to me. You know what Aladdin is, Pete? I do know what okay, Aladdin is. I was going to say. Uh, yeah, he was the voice of Aladdin, and he was DJ Tanner's boyfriend. And I will say, in episode one of Fuller House, Steve was kind of a clingy little betch. He was like, so DJ's husband uh, died, which, yeah. again... Yeah, like, fucked up family. That family's cursed. Same story. Yeah, it's like a so I married an axe murderer type <laughs> situation. If you get married to anybody in the Tanner family, then... You're going to die. You're probably toast. Um, so he died, and uh, d- uh, Steve, of course, is divorced. Who Fucking would, Steve. Who would hold on to him? And he spends the entire episode hitting on DJ who is trying to raise her three children while avoiding a nervous breakdown. And she's got her ex high school boyfriend who's in her parents' house <laughs> being like, Oh, we should get back together. Hey, let's bone. Right. And she's like, uh, excuse me. I have a, like, they're why is he in her things. house? I know they have a party for somebody. And, uh, Kimmy just comes in and just, she's like, I'm going to live here. It's like, <laughs> They cut so many corners, um, and also they made maybe 200 sex jokes in that episode. So is it not a kid show? Because Fuller House was a kid show. There was one... I was falling asleep as I, wa- as I was watching it, I admit, but there was one exchange that uh, Jesse and Joey had about Jesse's penis that if you showed to a kid... Like, if I were watching that with... with a hypothetical child of mine, which you'll never have. I would, with no, not for Deej. <laughs> uh, I would be appalled. But yeah, it was. I feel like I'm gonna go back in once I Are leave you? here. Oh, yeah, God. like I got to be at Bruins practice in a few hours, but I'll squeeze in one more up before I <laughs> before I uh, head there. But yeah, I don't know if I'll make it all the way through that. I think that that Fuller House that exists. So people can say that they tried it. I know that the reaction has been that it's very that it was very bad. Yeah, but it's already been renewed for a season two. Really? Yeah. Uh, another quick takeaway, and I, I didn't even write these down. I just have a lot of Fuller House takes. Uh, Candace Cameron sounds so much more Canadian than she did earlier in the series, which now that I look it up, guess where Candace Cameron's from? Toronto, California. Okay, that just because she work. married Valerie Bure. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, I think that she just being around hockey made her Canadian. Like, I, I caught a few. I can uh, understand that. Yeah, I like caught, watch a f- like watch a couple Harry Potter movies, and I'm talking with a British accent for like that two actually days. Happens like the, do you? Um, I don't know if you've ever been to the South or anything. You catch yourself. Uh, well, I I just binge watched Friday Night Lights. For like four weeks. And you know what? You've been more racist recently. (laughs) Yes, I did notice that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, No, but seriously, that thing, that does happen. Yeah, it does. You pick up on dialects and and stuff like that. Um, Uh, How about Aunt Becky? Still hot? uh, Yes. Yes, definitely. She she had it going on in Full House. She had it going on that episode of Seinfeld she did. And still got it going on. There was little doubt that she'd be bringing the heat. In Fuller House. So between her... We failed to mention her in the episode where we talked about Jennifer Aniston yeah, and the Ageless Wonders. Yes. She would be considered an Ageless Wonder. Um, I don't know how old... Uh, I don't know how old the actress is, Jodie Sweetin, that plays Stephanie. She's 34. So she would not fall into the Ageless <laughs> Wonder category. Not yet. She would fall into She's the... She's falling into the better adult, with age. Yeah, she would fall into the adult person category. Um, but Candace Cameron looks <laughs> not good, too. Not interested. <laughs> right. <laughs> Does not qualify for this conversation. But yeah, Candace Cameron looks good, too. So, shouts to all those people. Dave Coulier, not, not looking his hottest. <laughs> Bob Saget, not great. But yeah, it is funny that all the adults on that show look like they aged, and then you just have John Stamos who was just Fuck that removed guy. from, like, 1995 <laughs> and placed perfectly into 2016. Um, what else do we got? Uh, do we need to even touch on Master of None? I think that we've, we've made covered, so well clear covered that, I think. that we loved that shit. Um, did, you, uh, did you do season four of Arrested Development? I did three or four or five episodes. A lot of people did that. Didn't. Didn't, didn't love take. it. Yeah. I, uh, I watched it a couple times because... I was adamant that we 
watch it multiple times before we weigh in on it because Arrested Development was one of those shows where on the 10th and 11th watches, you see things that you didn't see before. So I thought there might be like a lot of unhidden genius in it. And maybe there is, and I just didn't watch it enough. But yeah, it, it was significantly worse. I appreciate the, the effort movie. that they tried to make by by doing it in a unique fashion and, yes. and doing it new. But like enough people loved Arrested Development as it is right. standalone, like that they should have just just done a normal season of it. Right. But I know they wanted to tease it for the movie, right. uh, which still hasn't come. I know. But I guess I heard that they're doing like a, a regular season of it, too. Yeah, that's what they said. But that, that was like a year ago. I don't know if... Yeah, it seems like a, the Arrested Development is in like purgatory right now. Yeah. Uh, no Narcos, no Bloodline. For I watched Narcos. I watched Bloodline. Both were very good. I thought Narcos was a little bit overrated and Bloodline was a little bit underrated. Really? Yeah. So um, uh, Jen McCaffrey pushes Bloodline on people like it's her mixtape. so good. And I so I understand that it's unbelievable. She's not the only one. Um, the thing about Bloodline is is I can very much see it being like a one-season wonder. Yeah? Yeah. I'm, I've seen I'm, one episode. I'm a little nervous about season two, which is supposedly coming sometime soon, but... But Kyle Chandler. Love him. If that guy God bless goals, that guy. I don't know what is. Um, F is for family. Did you do with Bill Burr? I did. Yeah. Loved it. I loved it too. I loved it. I feel like there was no talk about that. There, was there no really wasn't at reaction, all. Which on Netflix, as you said, everyone's tweeting and going crazy. Um, yeah, I thought it was awesome. I loved, uh, I feel like there was a little bit of hesitation just because it's animated. Maybe. Which fine. But I mean, like I see a lot of people talking about Bojack Horseman, which I haven't, haven't yeah, seen. Haven't done that. Um, but Bob's Burgers and all that shit, which I know Bob's Burgers not a Netflix show. I know, but it's uh, the people. But people like will accept animated shows if they get into it. Like, yeah, F is Family is one of the best animated shows out there. I think based on the first season. A little disappointed there was only six episodes, but yeah, very very excited for more. I uh, the only thing I don't like about that show is I hate. Um, I don't like when humans um, in everyday life make sounds that are not speaking. So like I don't want you to walk around whistling unless there's a song on and you're whistling along to it. I don't want I don't want to hear you fucking burp. I don't like I don't like br- like if someone's just sitting there like <laughs> okay. I I just like shit like that drives me crazy. So the boss uh oh, snoring yeah. also can't do it. Um the boss on F is for Family, when he's always eating and he's always smoking the cigarettes and he's always breathing heavily and he's like, burr, burr. I fucking can't do that. Like, I want to <laughs> mute the show when that happens. And there's no mute button on an iPad. You have to turn it down quickly. <laughs> and I actually tried to do that when that character comes on. I'm like, whatever his dialogue is, I'm just going to miss it because I, I can't deal with this right now. You have issues. I know. <laughs> I know. I seriously, that shit drives me crazy. Um, so that will conclude the episode for family talk. Uh, what'd you think of what hot American summer? I loved it. I it thought was, it was great. I thought it was amazing. Did it, did it not get a great re, uh, reception from what like? I've seen? It did. Oh, okay. But I feel like some people said that it was a letdown. I thought it was, I thought it was perfect. amazing. I thought that, I, so I went into it not having seen the original wet hot American summer. Oh, okay. So I like, didn't know what to expect from it, which is like a borderline disaster waiting to happen right. if you don't know like what it is but i thought it was amazing and like all the cameos were great yeah. and like the fa- finding out afterwards that like all those same people were in the original one oh so you didn't even know so, that so no no i didn't know that wow. so i was like wow this is amazing <laughs> yeah uh paul rudd was so so good in that uh and what's your face um elizabeth banks yeah well elizabeth banks always shouts to elizabeth banks um, crushes it Connie Moreau. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, funny. Good. I never, aside, for, obviously, aside from What Hot American Summer, the only thing anyone had ever seen her in were the Mighty Ducks movies, and she's not really a sex symbol in nope. that. <laughs> and then you see What Hot American Summer, and you're like, oh, damn. What were you doing, Mighty Ducks? You missed a total angle yeah, that you could have done. You'd think that like a, a smoke show being in like a hockey locker room would be potentially more disastrous than it was for That's the Mighty Ducks. That's actually true, <laughs> yeah. 
Well, who were they going after? Were they going after Julie the Cat? or Because who were the girls on the Mighty Ducks movie? Just those two, right? They were actually all going after Charlie Conway's mom. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Charlie Conway's mom. Just putting it. Just in Gordo. Putting herself out there to get her son more playing time. That <laughs> that is so fucked up, but it that very well could we, have been the case. We should have a Mighty Ducks episode at some point in the future because it is a secretly super fucked up movie. Yeah, there Movies. are uh, someone, it was like a BuzzFeed thing, and it just pointed out all the things that were wrong with the Mighty Ducks, and a lot of them were true. A lot of them I'm like sure. fall on Gordon Bombay just being a terrible person. Oh yeah, there. Yeah, well, the, the the premise of the movie is uh, this alcoholic guy who hates kids and loses his job because he can't stop drinking and driving. Uh, Let's just give him a hockey team. In charge <laughs> of a bunch of children by himself, and there's no other sort of supervision. The first thing he tells the kids is that he hates them. <laughs> That's the first thing he says to them. He's like, listen up, I hate hockey and I don't like kids. And the kids are like, well, thanks. What the fuck am I supposed to do now? So we're supposed to keep coming to hockey. Oh, I, we're supposed to get our act together now under this fucking guy? <laughs> Who's, uh, we need to have a Mighty Ducks episode. Yes. I haven't watched Orange is the New Black. You I'm should. Not, I don't think I'm going to. I, I, I know that I, I can, should. I can understand you taking like, I'm going to be the guy who doesn't watch Orange is no, the New Black. No, not that. Just, I feel like it's already happened, and I wasn't there for it. And But that's the thing about Netflix shows is that if you're behind, it's all right there. It's made for binge-watching. That is true. And it's like a year between seasons. So It's like music on on Apple Music. Like If, if you've never listened to the Rolling Stones before, that can be your dirty little secret. And then just one day, just listen to a bunch of the Rolling Stones, and then now you've listened to the Rolling Stones. Yeah, we talked about like the the binge watching, you know, angle. Netflix shows are made for binge watching. So if you're behind, like there's no excuse not to watch them and get caught up if you know something's good. Like it's all right there. It's made for binge watching. Fucking do it. But the thing is, there's already stuff on Netflix that I know I can binge watch for me. Like I've watched Friday Night Lights 3 times since the start of this summer. Uh, or this or last summer, because when I'm in a, a binging mood, I'm like, you know where I can go right now? I can go to Dillon, Texas, and I can knock this out. And I feel like I did, I've done that multiple times all over the years with DVDs and everything. I would do that with Arrested Development. So I feel like you get your kind of pockets, uh, and those are the ones that you go back to. That's what I do with movies. I mean, I still watch that thing you do like once a week. And, there's, <laughs> Crazy, and stupid I haven't love. seen The Godfather. I watched Crazy Stupid Love. Earlier this week, I texted you during it. Greatest romantic comedy of all time. So good. Uh, quick, crazy, stupid love take. And I texted you this very early in the morning because... Yeah, that was a bit concerning. <laughs> it was like 8 in the morning. You're like, watching crazy, stupid love. <laughs> like, Here's a cool take for you. Well, the thing is, like, every now and then, uh, in our texting relationship, we're usually good about getting back to one another. The, the couple times when one of us hasn't been able to get back to the other one has been with you texting me, and it's been like three or four texts in a row without a response, <laughs> and you'll say something like, please don't make me into a crazy person. I need you to <laughs> respond. Uh, and this was like the first time that it happened with me, where I was like, I was crushing you with crazy stupid love takes. And it was early in the morning, and you were not responding. Did I respond at all? I don't think I did. Let me see. Oh, I think I changed the subject eventually. <laughs> <laughs> to see. Sounds about right. To be like, uh, will. And of all the texts that I could ignore from you. Yeah. Like, those are the things that you should get back to. Me yeah. Uh, hold on. Uh, you you threw in a ha-ha. Oh, so it was a pity ha-ha. But it was... Um, it was amidst four texts. So the text <laughs> that was a ha ha. Stop texting me. <laughs> right, yeah, right. The worst is if you get a ha, which is like shut the fuck <laughs> yep. up right now. Uh, so I texted you, uh, squeezing in a morning crazy stupid love sesh, and Jacob does that nose honk thing he does to Anna to Cal earlier in the movie. You know, like when they're at the liquor store honk. and he's like, oh. yeah, yeah. Uh, when they're at the bar, he's at the bar with Cal, and he does that to. Uh, Cal in like an endearing cutesy sort of way so 
Maybe I he's said, fucking Anna to get to Cal. Right. So I said, never noticed that. So it's basically a movie about Jacob wanting to fuck Cal and then settling for his daughter instead. <laughs> That's when the haha came in. <laughs> and then I sent, I'd only noticed it when he'd done it to Anna at the liquor store. And then you didn't respond. I was like, I was I'm like, done right, with this conversation. Like, all right, whatever. I can, I can take a fucking hint. And then I texted somebody else. It was like, watch a crazy stupid love. And I just noticed that <laughs> Jacob does the honk thing to, to Cal. Um, so, yeah, I watch crazy stupid love maybe at least twice a year. On the topic of uh, Friday Night Lights, that's one of the shows that I think would benefit of being a Netflix show. Even if it like came back as a Netflix show, and I know there've been talk, there's been talks about a Friday Night Lights movie really? based on the TV show, but I think that Friday but Night they, Lights, already, as, you know, they did they did a movie, and Friday Night Lights was based on a movie. I do realize that. So but they would do a movie based on a TV wow. show based on a movie. So they would, br- which is based on a book. Yes, if you can believe it. Yes. <laughs> wow. And the book was not better. Did you read the book? No, but it wasn't better <laughs> than I the TV show. Oh yeah, no, nothing was better yeah. than the TV show. No, I, I didn't. I didn't love the movie. I like, tried watching the movie and I was like, "Fuck this! Where's Booby Miles?" Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, "Where's uh, where's Riggins?" <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of which characters I need. I guess uh, where's what's her face? Why can't I think of her name? Um, Make uh, Smash Williams is uh, L- Lorena Williams. Karina Williams, Karina Williams, Smash's mom, which that's the one person that you need from the TV show to the movie. Well, I've had this conversation with Jeff Israel, best mom on Friday Night Lights. You think, oh, obviously, Tammy Taylor. Tammy Taylor is probably the best person on Friday Night Lights. Karina Williams, best mom. We'll not we'll not do a full Friday Night Lights conversation because we have. Oh, don't we have worry. a lot of things coming. There's <laughs> plenty of... I, I got plenty of leftover takes for, for when we we do the Friday Night Lights thing. But no, but I know that they're talking about like a, a movie or they've had like... There's no movie set in stone. Like yeah. they, they just keep asking the people who were in Friday Night Lights, would, would you do a movie? Yeah. <laughs> and Which is like, what well, they did with the rest of development for like yeah. nine years. That would be good. Then they can do a, a movie where they're all freshmen in college and now they're... 60 yeah, instead of exactly. 40 when they were playing sophomores in high school. Yeah, but I think that so I think Friday Night Lights would be a great Netflix show. Like if they wanted yeah. to revive it, yeah. it would be great Netflix show, especially because like there are points in the in like the original show where you can tell like they want to push the envelope, but yeah. they really can't cuz right. it was a a network show. Yeah. So, like well, the super racist one, show, but yeah. like they can't drop the n bomb or, right. like, so or I was say the f say, word. Santiago's friends, uh, his um, his former running buddy, when they get into that scuffle and they're going back and forth, and he has this really powerful line, Santiago's friend, which is "screw you," <laughs> and you're like, ah, oh, fuck, nobody would say that in that situation. He would like say "fuck you" no matter what. So things like that. Well, they had a whole plot line, I think, what, in season one about racism? Yeah. And there was, like, not really any super racist things said. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Be like, hey, get out of here. I don't like you because you're black. <laughs> hey, someone said something racist. <laughs> yeah, so they, like th- that show would be so much better if it was allowed the freedom of Netflix. Also yeah. would be better, I think, The Walking Dead. That's one of the shows that I think that would be better as yeah. a Netflix show. Although, you know what? They, to their credit, they don't hold back on the gore. They still get really creative with the gore. And it's always Rick-related. It's like, the. did you see it this past week? Um, I think so, yeah. When Rick, uh, when the guy was um, strangling Rick and Michonne distracted him for a second. And then oh, Rick, right, like, yeah, just, yeah. Just like reached right into in the jugular. his face. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So stuff like that. Walking Dead fucking sucks. I, like I said, I know that Negan is coming and that that's all exciting. You didn't like the first episode? I thought the first episode was one of the best episodes of the series. Don't shoot Carl if you're not going to fucking kill him. Put him away. <laughs> Finish the job. <laughs> Seriously. What the fuck is wrong with that kid? Yeah, but I I, I knew that that was going to happen. I had it spoiled for me. So The eye patch thing? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So there are two characters with eye patches in the show. Yep. Wow. Uh, and they both sucked. <laughs> well, the governor was... Good the for governor, like a season. It was just a... They dragged him on yep. for way too long. 
Um, Which is why I'll always appreciate the way they handled Terminus. Mm-hmm. Because Fair enough. they were like, the governor, we I ruined. was thinking about it last night, actually. Terminus had one of the best scenes of the entire series. The trough scene was yes, unbelievable. Yes, I knew you were going to say that. I just got like chills thinking about that. That, that was such <laughs> so a fucked gross, up scene. But, yeah. but like, that's the kind of stuff that The Walking Dead needs. Yeah, but well, because it's that we've discussed this, it's the human versus human stuff that is great. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, that scene was so fucked up and crazy. So you weren't sold on the new season from the first episode? Like you weren't like, this no, is I just, be good. I just wasn't ready to get back into it. I think it might be more of a Deej thing than a walking dead thing, because I know that people texted me after the first, uh, I watched it on DVR. And as soon as the episode ended, I had a few texts that were like, let me know with the second you've seen it. Like, and I was like, oh, I guess something crazy happened. And I know that shooting Carl is something crazy and killing off four characters that we never really learned the names of was crazy. But at the end of it, I was like, what else is on? I mean, the fact that her entire family died in like one fell swoop. That was, was a really quick way for that family yeah. to go. Yeah. And like really brutal. Yes. It was just like, damn, that well, sucks. Yeah, I mean, Death by Walker is... Well, yeah, like the worst, but like, here's this woman that Rick's been dating, right. and like, they've built up this romance, and then she all, watches of the, her... all of a sudden she watches her young youngest son die. Yes. And then she like gets, which is like a soup, which was like a very, like to their credit, that's something that normally in the past they'd be like oh my son's dead let's keep moving right it's she like screams right yeah she screams yeah. And she watches her youngest son die yeah like there's no way that you're not gonna have a strong reaction to that and then it ends up killing her that's so crazy that carol wasn't the one to finish that kid off. i know honestly she pretty much <laughs> promised him a few times like hey just so you know we're all gonna die like, and in your cookies. case i know how you're going to die <laughs> here's Me. some cookies but i'm gonna murder you um carol yeah and then that and then that fucking kid that tool, the older one. Oh yeah, fuck that kid. The one that was trying to bang uh, Carl Squeeze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck that kid. Um, so yeah, that was that was something. Um, but like, no matter how good The Walking Dead gets, like even after the first episode, I was like, wow, this might be the best episode of the series. Right, you know, it's gonna go up and down. Yeah, and especially when it's like, I'm especially, you know, I especially hold off on getting excited when it's the season premiere. Yeah, because. A lot of the times they have really great season premieres or they have really great season finales. Yeah. And then it always sucks coming back. So wasn't um I think that the trough scene was the season premiere. premiere. Yeah. Oh yeah, already because so they so that's a rare exception. They came out the start of would it be this current season? Or is this is this the second half of the season? Yeah, I don't this know the, the way sec- this is the second half of the season. So of, this was of the like the season that started in Terminus, right? Uh no, this didn't start in Terminus. Did oh, it? so maybe the the season before that then. But whatever that season was started with like boom, 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 three classics, and then it was like, all right, now we're gonna go to the church and Gabriel, and it's it's <laughs> gonna suck for a little bit. But we gave you those episodes, so you can't complain for a little while. That's like basically what they do is they give you like a really good episode and then hope that it gives them like some goodwill for the next three boring ass episodes. Right, right. Um, it's like Chris Rock's uh, bit about how he is in bed. He's like, I'm not even that good in bed. He was like, just every now and then I'll give you one that's good enough to make <laughs> you think that like, all right, maybe he has something. But then the rest of the time I'll just disappoint. Um, where'd that come from? Viagra. That's the punchline. Uh, uh any other shows that you think that would be good on the Netflix? Good on the Netflix. Well, I should uh, raise the point on um, on Friday Night Lights that Friday Night Lights was, I think it was after season two, it was moved to some channel that didn't really Universal. exist. Yeah. So they could have done something like that if they wanted to pick up in Philly with uh, a new squad the way they did with um, seasons, what was that, four and five. They could have done that. Honestly, like... Th- that show will forever have like the the option of coming back because it's like when you're a high school sh- show, like y- you can literally have anybody right, just, a new, just whole just new keep cast. Keep the cast, yeah, yeah. As long as you keep uh, like Kyle Chandler, and yeah, then Connie Britton. So and you can get rid of Amy Teagarden. Don't even mind. But I w- I wouldn't mind her coming back because she's hotter than ever. You keep saying that. I, I haven't looked her up recently. She's very good which looking. I, feel, I don't know why I'm apologizing for that. I shouldn't be. 
Googling Amy Teagarden all day. Got shit to do, do it. In my life. I want to see your see. reaction. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like so, she's, she's back in. And very nice. Her character still wasn't the greatest. No, I no, I agree. I mean, we're going to talk about this. Also great Netflix potential show. The new O.J. Simpson Simpson show. So so much better. It would be I'm very like so I haven't watched that. I'm very likely to watch that like soon. Yeah. Maybe at some point today. <laughs> uh that I want to get into because everyone says the acting's great and my dude Schwimmer's in it. We got to support each other. So I'm going to check that out for sure. You've watched it? Yeah. It's uh it's not like the best show, but it's a really it would be a really good Netflix show. Like when you're on Netflix, I feel like you have the bar is set a little bit lower to be like, well, I'm into this. That I would it, agree. It doesn't have to rope you back in for the next week. Yes. Um, so it's a, an extremely bingeable show for sure. You know what I've thought about uh, binging on Netflix is season one of Better Call Saul. Even That's not a I bad idea. I saw it so recently. I just thought that season was so good. Do you like it so far, season two? I do. I think it might. I think it has the potential to be better than season one, and I like season one a lot. Yeah. So that's the thing. It's um, the there, pace feels a lot better to me in season two. Well, it, I, I was gonna say it hasn't thrown any haymakers yet, but it's what, still been really as, good. As while in, like there. the Mike, the Mike episode from from season one. Right. That was the haymaker that stood out, obviously, but right. like. It's still what, like three episodes into season two? Yeah, three so. episodes in, um, and he's just really starting to become the the, the scum, shit bag. scumbag. Yeah. yeah, so I'm I'm psyched. I'm on looking that. forward to it. Uh, Always Sunny would be a good Netflix show. Always Sunny, I actually uh, I know that you don't like it anymore. No, but I'll I was gonna say it's overrated. I'll go back and I'll watch the occasional episode on Netflix. The episodes that I've seen, like I'll go back to seasons one through i think four and grab like uh the gang goes jihad or <laughs> or the gang solves the gas the gas prices but like prices. A, imagine like the things that they would they, they push the line ridiculously now right. like imagine what that show would be like if it was that's so if true it was on netflix it'd yeah. be amazing yeah but at the same time i think a, a, a good portion of the enjoyment that i get from always sunny is the fact that the shit that they do is allowed on network television. Right, yeah. That's why I liked it so much uh, when it first came out, because, like you said, it was... I mean, the whole Seinfeld on crack thing, I, I think, was a little overstated, because it was just Seinfeld on crack, but also a thousand times worse than Seinfeld. Like, it's not <laughs> just that Seinfeld characters are doing drugs. They're even worse people than George oh, Costanza yeah. and Elaine, like... Like, D on her own could be, if she were just dropped into, like, a normal sitcom, everyone would be like, holy shit, the that's worst the worst person, person ever. ever. <laughs> right. And she's just a run-of-the-mill character on that show. I Maybe I'll get back into it, but it would it would take, like, like I, I gave up watching The Simpsons uh, at one point, and when I was in college, I was really sick for, like, a week and I spent that week getting caught up on like the season and a half of The Simpsons that I had missed. So if if I'm to get uh, pneumonia again, maybe I'll go back and get caught up on <laughs> Always Sunny. Other than that, I don't I don't think I'll do it. This last one for a potential good Netflix show might blow your socks off. Okay, straight out of Compton. If they were to make a TV show out of it, a TV show or a miniseries. It should. It would have been great as a miniseries. That's. I agree. Yeah. That's. They p- tried to pack way too much into the two hours that they were allotted. Yes, and they conveniently also left out a lot of stuff. And yes. I think they may have blamed that on the. Oh, we only had two hours. It's like, well, we like, didn't no, need to see Easy E's pool party. <laughs> we could have seen more of the feud between everybody. We could have seen. That uh, they were more of them MC were horrible Ren, people. I think, was the only one to go to Easy E's funeral. There was, they left out so much Con- stuff in that movie. Conveniently left out a lot of things yes. that would have made the other people who were behind the making of it look bad. Right. Convenient. Yes. I uh, still. I mean, I still love. Well, that yeah. Did that's we ever the thing. It's like it on the no. That's the thing. Like I, when I explain this to people, it's like I really, really liked the movie. 
it was a very good movie. It was very entertaining, but I recognize that there are a lot of things omitted and a lot of things that were yeah. kind of twisted yeah. in the favor of the people behind the making of the movie. Right. It was basically NWA propaganda for the people who are still That's alive. That's a good way of putting it. That's a good way of putting it. And when uh, Dre and uh, Easy talk late in the movie... And they're like, man, we should have never done that stuff. It's like, what stuff? Based on what we see in the movie, you two like each other probably. Like, what? Easy's a little jealous of Dre having the chronic? Like, that. that's... They basically only... Like, the only bad stuff that they did to each other in the movie was, like, diss each other on their records. Right. Whereas, like, that was full-blown hatred. They were going on... Um, they were going on Arsenio Hall and ripping each other apart. I loved when Arsenio said, uh, so shoot, what video was it that uh, Eazy-E had the picture of Dr. Dre uh, with all like the makeup on and everything, and Arsenio Hall says to him, when are you guys going to make up? And he's like, oh, man, you didn't see that picture? He already made up. <laughs> and it was a pretty good line from, from Eazy. But yeah, I was, a, I was a big NWA fan, so I really wanted, I was psyched when that movie came out. And I still, basically exactly what you said, I'm just so happy that a movie was made about NWA and that it was well acted and that everyone in it was good, but not completely the most accurate telling. I also thought that the, the musical parts of it were super cheesy. Like, like when they showed them recording and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. That was super cheesy. And like when they were in, I forget whose house it was, but like. Dre was working on a beat, and then like Snoop oh, Dogg comes God. down the stairs. That so, <laughs> so that's like um, that show Empire. Yeah, I everyone watched loves it. Empire. Um, I'm a Nashville guy. They're very similar shows. I've watched both of them, um, but for a very different demographics. <laughs> right. Yes. And uh, if you know anything about me, you should know that if there's a show about rap music and there's a show about modern country music. I should be more likely to watch the rap music one than the modern country music one. And Nashville's so much fucking better because it at least it's kind of it seems sort of organic when they do the the music stuff. Like the music it's always performances. So when they play music on that show, it's because someone's on stage, they have a gig and they're playing their song, and as they play that music, they'll cut to other stuff and that music's playing in the background. It's very nice, the music's good. Uh with Empire, it's like Hey, I'm writing a song, and then like someone else comes in, and they're like, "Let me sing," and like suddenly it's the most produced sounding thing, and it's like, "Wow, the acoustics in that in that room are amazing." It's they don't even need a microphone, um, and it's all perfectly EQ'd and mixed and everything, and like so it's just like that scene when they do um, nothing but a G thing, right? Yeah. That's what they're doing, yeah, and yeah, that's that's so uncomfortable. Yeah, it's like he just, like, nothing but a G thing was produced because Snoop Dogg walked down the stairs and was right. like, I like this beat, and then just busts into it in, like, a freestyle. He's sitting, at the, uh, he's sitting at the he's sitting at the the synth, Dre, yeah. and he's, like, doing, like, the... No, that's not right. Yeah, yeah. No. Like, the thing you hit all the keys, and yep. he's like, huh, if only... Snoop, come here. Da, da, Got it. Da, 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 boop, yeah, that was wow. so uncomfortable. Yeah. And, like, they know when to, like... Uh. Like, he doesn't even listen to, like, the first, like, round of the beat. Yeah. It was just Snoop Dogg knew exactly what was coming. And, and was he like, does, like, the ready to make an entrance, so back <laughs> yeah, going up. And then, yeah. like, Dre knows to then say something. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Normally it would have he would have been like, All right, now here you can say something and Dre would have been like, Okay, now can you write the line for me so I can know what to say because I'm Dr. Dre, got him. Dr. <laughs> Dre used ghostwriters. So that's basically not a shock. That's what I'm trying to give you. Which uh I always wondered um in Kinkunta when Kendrick says, I can dig rapping, but a rapper with a ghostwriter, what the fuck happened? Oh no. You're like, oh, you're kind of dissing your man right there. <laughs> Although rap can be hypocritical, like all music can be, I suppose. True. Yes. So that's my uh, that's my list of shows that I think would be good on Netflix. If anybody listening has any more, let him let us let a brother know. Yeah, please do a uh, please tweet at us and say you forgot this because we're dying to hear about that. <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about love. Fuck. Yeah. Quickly. Right, quickly. Let's do it. Um. I'm five episodes in, by the way. I haven't finished it uh, yet. Oh, okay. So 
I commend them for making real characters, but they're just real and sucky characters. But, like, how is that really any different from, I guess, like, Freaks and Geeks? Like, all the people in Freaks and Geeks were, like, pretty bad characters or oh, pretty... Lindsay Weir, man. She was not a good character. She was... Well, like, she was a good character, but she was she not was a good just person. Hot, and I think that's the only... That's the, why I'm saying that she was so good. <laughs> um, no, she was a she was a good character. She wasn't that a bad good a person. person. Yeah. yeah, she had good intentions. She smoked but weed she, that one time. She had good intentions, but like, oh, she killed uh, Millie's dog. Yeah. Wow. And she kind of just like threw Millie under the bus when she got cool. Yeah, she did. But she was so cool. Uh, <laughs> Nick was a good character, but he was so annoying. Who? Which one's Nick? Jason Siegel. Oh yeah, he was just he was just a crybaby. So he was creepy. so emotional and creepy when he started dating Lindsay. <laughs> when he sings a uh, lady to her, yeah, he like there was like a switch that flipped halfway through that season, like when he started dating her or whatever. Yeah. He just became like this crazy person. That's so good. Uh, I'm gonna go watch Freaks. So Freaks and Geeks, I binged that in a day. I didn't see that until it was on Netflix, and I knew. That was one of those shows that I didn't say anything about because I didn't want people to know that I hadn't seen it before. Mm-hmm. And then when I finally watched, this was like three years ago, I was like, holy fuck. I actually watched it as a kid. Wow. Yeah. Like, and I was, I don't Good know, maybe you. like six or seven, seven or eight years old or something like that. And I watched that show and I was like, this show's fucking awesome. Wow. That's like, so cool. That's like the coolest thing that I've ever done with my life. Yeah. I was so like, like I, I remember watching episodes of it. I don't think I watched all of it. And I was like, this show's really awesome. And then it went off the air, and then it went on Netflix, and I was like, I used to like this show. I'm going to watch it again. And it's fucking amazing. It's so good. Um, back to love. I really <laughs> liked... Uh, I will say that I liked Paul Rust's character. Is that his name? Yeah. Um, I liked his character. I liked Gus. Gus, yes. I liked the shit that he did with his friends. That whole thing. I, I watched the episode last night where they do the the, the theme song yes. that doesn't exist for movies. How the fuck is that something that I? I was, is that I was, not something that I do? I was watching that and I was like, "This is something that DJ would fucking love." Oh my! When I saw that, I was like, "Holy shit! I want to do that." Um, I, would it be that uncool if I just stole that idea and started hosting those nights? I, see, I don't think enough people watch Love at this point where like they'd be like, "You stole this from Love." Maybe one person would be like, "I know what you're doing," but like the rest of the party would be like, "This is a great idea, DJ. Awesome idea." That's just such a good idea, and I've got, um, I have the lab, which is basically a room full of instruments that I suck at, but I should do that. I should have friends over and. I should make friends and, <laughs> and then do that. That would be unbelievable. I'm totally going to steal that. So shouts to Paul Rust on, on that idea. So you are not, are you not sold on love because of how much hype it has? Or are you like, I just, cause it sounds like you said, you said you liked it, but you are not giving it too much credit. It's just not on the same level as master of none. And, um, and uh, what, what, what's the other? Oh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Those are like the two. Those are the Netflix gold standards in my mind. Um, but it was certainly watchable. Um, yeah, it, w- it was watchable. I uh, I still can't decide uh, how much I liked Mickey's character. Like I said, I, I like that she was a a real person and super and, vulnerable. Right? Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And I, some of it was realistic where like she goes from, she goes from being the one, uh, being courted to like suddenly she's too into it and he's not into it anymore, which is cool because he seemed like the geek of those two. And then, oh, you, you I don't, I haven't, it don't spoil it yeah. for me. I'm only like five episodes in, but I will say that I, I am really enjoying it to this point. Um, I think it's super funny. And I like the the angle or the aspect of it where it's it's funny and it makes you laugh, but it also makes you really uncomfortable. Yes. And I feel like that really hit home on the last episode that I watched, which was the one that they do the, the musical stuff, which is where he goes to uh Oh no, 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 no. Okay, so I watched Wait, so you're late, he, so you only have two left then? 
how many episodes are there? Seven, six, seven. I don't know. One of those six episodes once. But it's short, yeah. So I, I got to, I watched the one where he goes to the party. Yeah. Which was. Uh, and he plays Jet. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. so cool. Yeah. I actually um, paused that. That was amazing. To the lab and started playing Jet. <laughs> um, And then the episode after that was like the real like uncomfortable episode where he goes on a date with Birdie. With Birdie. So I want to mention. And by the way, Birdie, Birdie is, is amazing. Birdie is the best character yeah, on the show. so good. I love Birdie. She's and I so, think that like she, everything she says is hilarious. Right. I think she's also just adorable. I think that she's great. I love Birdie. Love the Australian got accent. Got a little crush on Birdie. Horrible name, but lover. <laughs> well, that's like the Birdie. until it's the perfect name for her though. Until their text thing, I didn't r- realize that it's Bertie. Yeah, not I, like Birdie. I thought it was just Birdie, and I was like, "There's a Mickey, there's a Birdie. This show is this, nothing's off limits on this show. The show gets after Mickey, it. Birdie, Gus. Yeah, like not a lot of good names there. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, I I think that uh, that episode was so uncomfortable like that episode was so cringeworthy i think that now that we're talking through it i think that that might be my qualm with it that it just is an uncomfortable show like the the early episode when she goes to her ex-boyfriend's uh weird church, church thing, yeah i'm like i just don't want to be and she's wearing the bathing suit and i'm like maybe that's what but it that's was. the just thing the, is like that's like those are the characters yeah these characters are like bad people. they're not okay <laughs> yeah. yeah not well like bad people in bad spots yeah. in their lives and like it's really uncomfortable to watch yeah. but that's like that's the way that that shit shakes out sometimes and also how many main characters do you see nowadays who smoke not often right not a lot yeah they've kind of done away with that but people still smoke so <clears throat> shouts to love for being <laughs> real i like uh yeah i i liked it it was just not as great as like I, a lot of people were tweeting saying People might not think this is that great, but it's excellent and stuff. So I was like, oh, okay, maybe this is going to be... Like I was saying earlier, when people underrate things, I usually overrate them as a result. So I thought I would do that. And then I saw it, and I was like, yeah, just okay for me. Will you watch season two? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what else am I going to do with my life? (laughs) I'm too committed to it now. Uh, Just like I'm going to watch season two of Fuller House. It's going to be amazing.